This episode is brought to you by Nigel de Gaulle, the new Prime Minister of Canada. The Prime Minister who actually cares about your health and your well-being and your financial and family situations. Vote Nigel de Gaulle for Prime Minister. Fuck Justin Trudeau. journey into the unknown, where two or more are gathered to discuss what you are afraid of. This is Nigel the Goat speaking, along with your host, Davey Wavy, and we welcome you to the Red Pill Cartel Podcast, where crazy feels like home. Cartel. This is Davey Wavy coming back at you with episode 140 of the Red Pill Cartel podcast. Today's guest is a uh, a listener of mine, and she's she, you know she's going from episode one all the way up to 140. You know, she's now a guest on here, and you know I don't discriminate. I love everybody, and you know she's new new to the path of uh searching for the truth so i just love having everybody on my show anybody that wants to be on it whoever i like can be on it so this is no exception she's a new listener uh she reached out to me through i believe it was iowa talk guys shout out to the iowa talk guys I love those guys, um, TP, E-Rock, Theo, you guys are fucking awesome, um, but yeah, so, she's new to the game, she's new on the, on the path of spiritual enlightenment, she's trying her best to, like, figure out what's going on, so, I tried to kind of, like, you know, guide her a little bit here and there on this episode, so, uh, this is, uh, without further ado, Alicia Walker, um, Super cute, super adorable, and God bless her soul. Um, But we had a a really fun conversation, and this is just, you know, like a listener perspective uh, and a conversation. So, uh, yeah, smoke a couple dubs, drink a couple beers, uh, do what you got to do, relax and enjoy the show. And thank you guys so much, as always. I love you all. Welcome back to another episode of the Red Pill Cartel. I believe this is 140 now. Um, awesome guest today. Her name is Alicia Walker. And Alicia, how are you? I'm well. How are you doing? Awesome. And this is your very first podcast, correct? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Trying not to be nervous. <laughs> I actually um, found out about you through Iowa Talk Guys, I believe. Yes, they did invite me to do an episode as well. Awesome. Yeah, those guys are cool. I, I talk to TP and Eric all the time. Uh, E-Rock. 
Uh, we're always sharing funny stuff and conspiratorial stuff. So, yeah, any friend of theirs is my friend. So welcome to the show. And uh, mm -hmm. for those of for my audience, you know, uh, I'm stumbling over my words right now. Uh, tell tell them a little bit about who you are and what it is you do. So I am just um, 35 years old. I work from home. I'm a caretaker for my husband 24-7. He's been homebound for more than 10 years, so it's been wow. a struggle. And throughout his my journey of trying to help him, um, that's how I went down this rabbit hole of health and um, the world stage and you know, we went into the paranormal aspect and regenerative farming and homesteading. And it's just, I've been learning a lot these two, three years. Yeah. Did you, before, before you were with your husband, did you, did any of this kind of uh, cross your mind at all or, or no? Not at all. Not at you all. I was skateboarding, uh, listening to punk rock music, you know, going mm -hmm. to concerts and is living it up with junk food, right? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with concerts. I still love going to concerts. In fact, I have uh I'm I'm trying to get go to more local local band shows and then you know I'm meeting some of the artists and having them come on my show and I'm connecting with all these different kinds of people and so doing this show for me is just it's really fulfilling in a sense uh and therapeutic so and anytime i get a guest on and no matter who it is it's just it's always like a wild ride so welcome to the red pill cartel <laughs> thank you um i started my journey off with my instagram page farm fresh underscore usa and i just made it as like a way for me to have like a guide if people needed to know where to get food, you know, your local farm, your local regenerative farm. And then from there, I learned about the primal diet after reading We Want to Live by Ogenus Wander Planets. And that took me down a whole rabbit hole of like Big Grill and cooking is carcinogen and carcinogenic and um, found postural therapy and transcendental meditation through the Terrain Theory podcast. And it's been a wild ride. So I don't really have a specific business or anything just right now. Um, my link tree is uh, True One Alicia. And then I have like a whole bunch of documentaries and books and everything available for free to just help spread awareness. Cool. Well, I'll definitely put that in the show notes for the cartel to uh, look into. Um, you'll get some, hopefully you'll get some traffic in there. Um, but you're just a truth seeker like I am. And, you know, I've been a truth seeker pretty much my whole life. So I just decided to do something with it. And this is the show that I'm doing. Right. So and I get to meet all kinds of cool people and learn so much. We learn from each other. And that's what we do. Right. Like if uh, if you look into the Bible, it says it's like uh, iron sharpens iron. Right. So. That's what it is. Uh, I'm not a full on. I wouldn't say I'm a full on Christian. I don't like labels. Right. But I do believe there's a lot of truth in the Bible. Um, how about you? Are you religious at all or? Well, I was born and raised Catholic. Um, so I went to a PSR and everything. I didn't go to a Catholic school. I did that on like Saturdays. 
But then um, me and my husband, we actually were driving down a road and it said free historical tours on the sign. And we were bored and wanted to know like the city we grew up in, Kirtland, Ohio. So we went to this historic tour and it was a Mormon church, the Latter-day Saints. So um, they were so friendly. (laughs) Their smiles just brung us in. (laughs) And um, the one lady, we were up in the Joseph Smith School of something. Um, but um, the missionary told, asked us if we wanted to come to church. And we were like, who, us? You know, my husband turned around and was like, are you talking to us? There was nobody behind us. She was talking to us. So we got invited to church. And, you know, lo and behold, a couple months later, we're baptized. But at this point, we're like hiding the fact that we smoke cigarettes or drinking, you know, like <laughs> we're hiding. <laughs> so it was just um, a lot to learn. And I love the people. I love the history. But there is something about there's like locked doors in their church and like only the prophet is allowed in those doors. And now learning about the regenerative farming, they um, have like these farms that actually provide welfare to all the poor members of the church or, you know, when there's a an earthquake in Haiti or, you know, relief. And um, they have these farms called desert farms. And I wanted to bring up to the bishop, I was like, do you know about regenerative farming? Like we could be helping and saving the planet and <laughs> and they like didn't even listen to me, you know, like, oh, come to church. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it would, you know, be cool to blend those worlds, but that never really happened. And um there's this Instagrammer named Dana XOXO Farm Girl, and she actually does many farm grants it's called four farmers farm grants and they help because there's not a lot of small farm grants out there they all want the big agriculture right the monocrops and um so i was just really trying to help promote you know small farming and getting food at your local farm and knowing your local farmer and um some currently i guess you could say lds but not practicing really okay so to learn their perspective and their celestial kingdom and heavens and everything. Right, right. It's interesting. It's totally interesting. Um, I I never actually turned away Mormons when they came to the door. I'd always have a discussion with them. And yeah. but the the problem with that is that because you're talking to them, they try to rope you into their church. And I'm like. Nope, sorry. <laughs> Not happening. I always have a conversation when it's more, because I've become like more spiritual, like realizing that we are the frequency and the energies. And, you know, I'm at that level where I'm just stepping in and learning about that, right? So um, we did take away the, the organization part of the religion. like, And now I'm wondering, like, how does Mormons and the Jehovah Witness play into the masonry? And like, how is it connected? And I got a lot more learning to do. <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. And I don't like it when, honestly, I don't like when people bash Freemasonry because I do have uh, Freemasonic friends and, like, they're fucking awesome people. And it's like, and like him and I always say, it doesn't matter what group there is or what company you work for or whatever community that you're in there's always going to be a bad apple or two or three or four right so you can't just throw the baby out with the bathwater and say because if this person is a freemason then freemasonry is evil right and like my friend says he always says you know like it's like a it's a scapegoat it's it's an easy it's 
it's easy pickings. It's low, low hanging fruit to just say that the Freemasons are controlling the world and they're evil and this and that. Right. So, um, yeah, I just don't think it's right to, uh, throw the baby out with the bathwater, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff in this world that we just don't know. And to actually just claim that one group is completely and inherently evil, I think is wrong. Yeah, I still, um, I listened to the podcast with Ryan Alexander where he had the Freemason on. And then um, I was also watching uh, Wag the Dog Theory, his films that he put on that website, wagthedogtheory.com. So I'm trying to figure out how that correlates with the Illuminati and going down that rabbit hole. Yeah, no, there's there's so much. Like, I, I barely go down rabbit holes anymore just because I've been down so many and it can get really dark and depressing. So I just take what I know now and, you know, if people send me a video and stuff like that, I'll kind of skim through it and be like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of already know that, this and that. Sometimes yeah, somebody will send me a video and I'll be like, oh, shit, I didn't know that, right? But, yeah, like the more that you know, the more that you realize you don't know, right? So. Right. And um, your guest, your last episode guest, that is way beyond my comprehension. <laughs> I haven't gotten through the whole episode yet. <laughs> tell me about it it. i thought you having you on after that one would be a little bit more uh refreshing because it kind of scared me actually (laughs) i stopped listening i was i i I normally listen to the podcast when i'm walking my dog right um so my husband homebound he's he never leaves the house and um i was trying to figure out a way I don't know, to get outside, right? Your circadian rhythm, your circadian health, get sunlight, fresh air, be outdoors. And my husband was like, well, let's get a dog. So I got a dog and I go outside five times a day. Now. That's wow. a responsibility because <laughs> we don't have a backyard. I'm in a one bedroom apartment. So go like before work, three times during work, after work. I'm all, like, at least we get an hour or two outside, right? Yeah. So I'm listening to the podcast on the walk and I stopped right where he was explaining the cell phone. Okay. And um, I always thought, like, with the EMF going into your ear and the wireless with the Bluetooth and everything, I'm like, I got to stop listening to these podcasts or I got to stop using wireless headphones, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, well, maybe I'll learn and then I'll stop, right? Because it's like my classroom. I can't I can't learn about it at home um, out loud because my husband still thinks butter's bad. He still thinks we went to the moon, you know, it's it's the most challenging part about having this awakening is like knowing how to talk to normal people. Sure, sure. Yeah. I don't want to watch your sitcoms anymore. I don't want to do this. I don't want to participate in this fake narrative. And so I'm just trying to figure out how to find that balance, you know? Right, right, right. You uh, you're not the first. To wake up, right? You just got to be patient and let it come to their sure. terms. Yep. It's like my dad, too. It took my dad a while, but now he's, like, really starting to see what's going on, right? And now he's starting to listen to my podcast more, and he's like, holy shit. Well, the last guest that I had on, he's like, I don't know about that guy. He's a little out there, right? <laughs> but I told, like I said at the at the beginning of the episode, like, try to keep an open mind for this one because it's a little out there, right? But uh, and my brother... Uh, <laughs> my brother actually texted me he's like fuck that shit man that's fucking crazy shit you know (laughs) um it said um 
I think the IO guys mean like you just put it out there, you know, and then the people you find people to communicate with. Exactly. And I mean, it's going to be hit or miss. Like not every episode that I have is awesome. Right. But, you know, it's just, just like he said, put it out there, see what happens. Right. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm just going to keep doing it because, you know, this kid could have been crazy or he could be autistic or he might be onto something. I don't know, you know, but I like to get uh, I like to use my platform for everybody to have a chance to speak out. You know, this isn't a, a podcast where I'm going to have like famous people on just for the sake of making my podcast big, you know. I want people to speak their mind. I want regular, everyday people to be able to come and share their stories. Thank you for this opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, I totally gapped on the documents that you sent me. Iowa Talk Guys told me this person is going to send you documents. What was it that you sent me? I forget. Um, I don't know if this what they were referring to, but I started a book club. After I read We Want to Live by Ajahnus Bonder Planets and just found out, like, you don't you don't have to cook your food. Like, I just didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know steak tartare was a thing, beef carpaccio. You know, I realized sushi, of course. But um, it's just I, I started because there's over 100 people now, doctors, um, homesteaders, farmers, teachers. Everyone's getting involved. And um, I just wanted to, like, have a conversation about it, like, is this guy nuts? Is this guy legit? Or right. he even has a conspiracy death. I mean, he passed away, I think it was 2013. And, you know, people think, you know, it was to you know, kill him or murder him, FBI or whatever, you know, underground, just so that he couldn't spread the word anymore. He was um, even an actor on General Hospital. <laughs> I want to go back and watch those. Episodes. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, and he is the reason that raw milk is legal in California. He helped um, all the herd shares come in all the other states. So he's very a uh, very interesting man, lived a very interesting life. He had cancer and cured it. Um, you know, and just realizing, like with Ryan um, Alexander, you know, you can live a pain-free life. It's possible. And, like, who would have thought that? I thought you just were supposed to be in aches and pains when you got older, you know, hitting 30, right. 40. <laughs> yeah. No, there's uh So it might have been that document. That might have been the Google Drive that I sent you with video recipes, yeah. two a whole bunch of Q and A's. Okay. Initially I thought it was because uh, people have been sending me the Epstein documents, right? And I was thought oh, maybe right. that's what it was. <laughs> but I'll definitely look at that uh again. Um but, it's out there, but I know you got an open mind. You yeah, know? for sure, for sure. Um, and I used to think, like, what would we eat before fire? You know, I guess we yeah. ate something. Yeah, and there's like. And I was born um, three months early with, I think it's called a uh, Maubius syndrome. It's M O E B I U S. Now, back in 1988, when I was born, they called it a left nerve deficiency. But my left eye doesn't close. My lip isn't, like, symmetrical. I can't hear out of my left eye. And I just always assumed that it was because my mom. She had uncontrollable epilepsy. So she was taking all these drugs, Keppra, Lamictal, and all these pills. And I just wanted out, right? Like, get me out of this toxic environment. And yeah. then uh, she could never breastfeed me, right? So um, 
I just always felt like I I have a hard time um expressing what I want to say or like people get offended if I say something I don't mean it in a bad way it just might not come out right so my communication skills I need to work I don't know it always it, something always felt a little off and um with the social media and trying to raise awareness there's this author who wrote the book book Spill, spilled milk Kelly L Randis and like she got diagnosed with cancer and I was trying to spread like Dr. Reese Stewart and Ogenus Vonner Planets, you know, to spread an awareness and she blocked me. And I was just like, what am I doing wrong here? How am I not social meeting well? My husband's like, you don't know how to Instagram. You don't know how to Facebook. Did you say she blocked you? Yeah. Why? No, Greg, I sent her like a couple different things, you know, throughout the years because the chemo gave her, maybe she was offended by me sending her health stuff. Okay. I mean, I don't know why. She didn't say why. But um, I really wanted to, you know, I thought her life mattered. I really wanted to help or, you know, even even if you don't use the information or believe it, at least I did my part to try to help. Her. Right. Um, so she would be maybe not complaining, but talking about how her teeth were falling out and, like, decaying from the chemotherapy. So then I sent her, like, some quantum dentistry and holistic dentistry, you know, stuff. And I was like, I don't know. She blocked me. So I told peace over pain. I was like, try and get in touch with her because I'm blocked. That's funny. You know, cause it's happened to me before, but I, I have this tendency to approach people. If I see something like say like, for example, uh, I saw this one lady, uh, it was at a EB games store and she was working there and she had really bad, uh eczema on her arms right and i have this habit of like if i see something on someone i'm like oh have you tried i said i don't want to sound like rude or anything but have you tried coconut oil for your eczema right and as soon as i said that she just kind of like like she shut down and i'm like offended yeah and i'm like fuck sorry i'm just trying to help out here right but you know like how do you that awareness by also being considerate that maybe they don't want to hear it or oh. I don't know. It's such a gray line. But she was like, I think she was super offended and I just kind of shut up after that. I was like, okay, yeah. you don't want to yeah. hear it? That's fine. But I had um, what's it called? Psoriasis on my nose. Oh, wow. And, like I tried pharmaceuticals first, right? Like the doctor gave me what was called Metro Gel. So I put the Metro Gel on and all it really did was highlight my psoriasis. Like, look at me, I got psoriasis, right? It was like, looked worse than it did when I, before I put it on. But the next day it kind of cleared up a bit, but then it just kept coming back. And I was like, you know what? Just out of the blue, I didn't research it or anything, but I just threw coconut oil on it for like two weeks every day. And I haven't had it back since. And that was that like- yeah, and I, told, I told my buddy at work the other day, he, he's getting it on his face too. And I said, dude, coconut oil, man, trust me. He's like, yeah, yeah, and he listened, right? So I don't know if he tried it or not, but yeah, that's definitely a good thing. But the thing you got to keep in mind too is that what works for one person might not work for another person. Absolutely. Yeah. All, all of our bodies are different, blood types are different. Yep. Yeah.
even for so me, like I have coconut oil. My mom actually got her seizures to lessen with that. She she's still taking medication, but she was taking coconut oil and then switched to the MCT oil, and um, it it helps her a lot for seizures. Yeah, really, because your brain needs the. I mean, does coconut oil have cholesterol in it? Maybe not. I don't know. I have no idea, honestly. I know that like your, your brain needs the cholesterol, right? The fat, the protein. But something about that coconut oil, oil did lessen her seizures. And she's been doing it for like 10 years now. Wow. Yeah, I think coconut oil is a very uh, diverse kind of thing for health. It does a lot of different things. Like even uh, for regrowing your hair or like if you have thinning hair, just slap that shit on your head. Good to go. Oh, awesome. What, oh, uh, what other things have you discovered? Uh, like, have you had any kind of health issues that you've kind of improved? I'm still with? So that's what I'm working on. Um, Since I read that book and went down the health rabbit hole of like learning about quantum and just circadian rhythm like being outside eating locally and seasonally um i've done about maybe 90 percent on point you know i'm still occasionally if i don't buy it i don't eat it right but like i i broke down one time i bought dr pepper and some doritos you know i'm not i'm not there yet <laughs> what do you got oh gosh those look delicious <laughs> i have a i have a weakness for doritos Right. I, try, I try not to eat it so often, but it's so fucking good. Um, what I'm really trying to work on is my temper. I have like intermittent explosive disorder. I just oh. get extremely either angry or frustrated or cryy. Like it's just extreme emotional when I'm stressed. You know, and it could be as simple as like, you know, taking the dog out for a walk or getting you know, toilet paper. Like, I don't know what it is. Just something like maybe a multitasking, there's too much stress involved. So I actually take Celexa 40 milligrams a day. And for six months, I tried to wean myself off to 20 milligrams a day. And I was having these temper tantrums daily. And and it doesn't help my husband's anxiety. You know, he's homebound for disorder. And it just, even the dog is terrified of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've tried to stop punching holes in walls, right? Just breathe, take deep breath. You know, I'm trying to do the meditation and, you know, mindfulness. Like, I don't know what is going to help, but I was like, okay, why don't we just start somewhere? I couldn't do the primal diet perfect because I wanted my Doritos or wanted a cooked steak, right? So I'm like, why don't we just try to stop eating processed foods, right? But then, you know, I have a ballpark hot dog. Like, that's process. Like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to, like, start somewhere, pinpoint it, you know. Maybe if you just don't eat sugar, you know, it won't make me emotional. Or, I don't know, but I want to work with Dr. Wallach. I want to work with Peace Over Pain Clinic. And I just, I want to try and fix this. Because, you know, I don't want to just up the medication, right? Like, right. How many bad things do we hear about them? It would be nice to get off of it one day. Yeah, thankfully, I'm only on, I'm only on like, uh, what is it? Two medications. That's it. Good. Uh, yeah, I stopped the birth control about when it, a year ago. When it comes to um, antibiotics, I'm, it's either the 
the vaccines that I've had when I was a kid that threw off my my gut health, or it was being on a lot of antibiotics, which I think kills your gut flora and totally fucks up your immune system. And like, you know, for the short term, it's good, but I try to avoid antibiotics whenever I can because that, that shit just, it's, I don't think it's very good at all. Absolutely. So that's the only thing that I'm really, sh like if I went down my health journey, it's just to get my emotions in check or to mm -hmm. figure out what the root cause of the mental illness is. Like I never really felt depressed or I never really felt anxiety. I just, I like to go, 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 go. And then when you're done for the night, you know, you're done. You're, you're down for the count. <laughs> um, but my brain's like always going 100 miles an hour. And it's not like I was diagnosed with ADD or ADHD. You know, I wasn't diagnosed with autism or anything like that. It just, I have temper tantrums, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, bipolar, and maybe? Adult temper tantrums, that's weird. Yeah, maybe. Right in that um, time. Like I met people who were who were bipolar, and it's like, I don't know, man. Like maybe maybe being diagnosed with bipolar is just like some kind of a excuse or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I didn't want. Like, like I'm an adult; I should not be throwing a temper tantrum, right? Another <laughs> give you medication, right? Like instead of working on yourself naturally. Yeah. Have you heard of the Terrain Theory podcast? I haven't heard of the podcast, but I do know what Terrain Theory is. Okay, I found these guys are a musician. Well, I think one of them's a musician, but they made the Terrain Theory podcast just to talk about you know stuff like us. And um, they had this guest on Chris Alvarez, and he was talking about transcendental meditation. I guess it's like a specific meditation. And I'm really um, interested in how that works. And I'm going to be working with somebody January this month to try and see if that can help a little bit. That's cool. I mean, I've never really got into meditation. Um, I I have had um, astral projection experiences, uh, which I believe is a form of meditation, but it just came on like accidentally, you know? It's not like I tried. <laughs> Oh, sorry. So you didn't practice it. It just kind of no. the experience happened. No, it just happened. And it's happened several times, actually. Uh, my friend Julia tells me I'm an experiencer. She's like, you don't like try to like do anything, but you have these experiences where things just happen to you spiritually without practice. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much how it is. Wow. Brings us back to the paranormal stuff a little bit, huh? Well, that, yeah, that's like all of that is a part of my journey, right? Like my first astral projection was when I was 13 years old and Julia said, holy shit, like that's a, that's really young to have an experience like that. But that's I like I part of the... I did, I did, um taekwondo martial arts for five years and there was this one lady who was trying to tell me that we can travel without going anywhere like mm -hmm. i don't know if it was time maybe astro travel and i could not wrap my head around i was laying there in bed and trying to do what she told me to do you know and like i 
I was like, maybe she's crazy. But now, in 2024, right? I'm like, I think she was on something. Sure. I mean, that's the thing when it comes to anything spiritual. You have to experience it yourself. Otherwise, you know, you could try and try and try until you're blue in the face, but you're not going to experience it. And like Julie said, you're like, I'm an experiencer. Like, I don't even try and shit happens to me, right? So, but you hear people talking about these things and it's like, what are you, crazy? You know, but until you experience it yourself, then you're like, oh, okay, now I get it. You know, this person said that to me years ago. Now I understand it. <laughs> oh, it makes sense now. Yeah. It's so wild. I met my husband in 2006. We got married 2007, baptized Mormon. And then you remember around, it was for like a long time, 2008, 10, um, the ghost hunters and everyone going ghost hunting. So we created this KPRS, the Kirtland Paranormal Research Society. And I was just so into the history. Like, what is going on in this town? They had a murder of the Avery family where um, there's different parts of the Mormon church. There's the Latter-day Saints. There's the reorganized church of Latter-day Saints, which is the community of Christ. And then there's the fundamentalist, which like practices the polygamy. So when Joseph Smith died, his wife, Emma Smith, started the reorganized church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So the RLDS. And um, in Kirtland, there's this main road, 306. And the one church is just regular LDS. And then the next one, maybe 500 feet away, is the RLDS. So in that church, um, Jeffrey, not Epstein, Lundgren, Jeffrey at Lundgren. And he um was embezzling like church funds and then um so they kicked him out of the reorganized church uh -huh. and then he started his own like cult about maybe a mile up the road. And um me and my husband had the chance to go to that farmhouse and he dug a hole in the barn and buried the five bodies, the Avery family, and then um Eventually, he got busted, and he um, was put to death. Um, the lethal injection, okay. um, at least probably 10 years ago by now. But that's kind of what started us down our thing, like, what's going on with the history of Kirtland? Let's figure out, let's go to these graves. And um, we had the chance to go see the hole, and the owner of the property was like, you better go get a flashlight. <laughs> So we drove down to our local dairy mart to go get flashlights, right? And we went back to this barn, and we were about to go in there and see this hole where they were buried, right? And the um, the person who invited us was a visitor of the property, I guess. So then when we went back, the owner of the property was there. I was like, get off my property, you know? He doesn't live here. He doesn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so we were so close. <laughs> but... um. It was just, it, it led us to, you know, Gravity Hill and the Witch's Grave and just finding all these cool things in Lake County, Ohio. <laughs> Are you, you're in Ohio? Yep. Okay, okay. Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. So when we would go ghost hunting, you know, we would test out these urban legends, you know, just to see if they were real or whatnot. And I remember one time um, when we were testing out Crybaby Bridge, 
Like, we heard all these cries and everything exactly at midnight. And we're like, there's no way that that's real. It has to be coyotes. I was, like, calling the local, you know, wildlife, whatever. Like, is there coyotes in the area? Could they be crying? <laughs> and then um, a couple times that I was talking to you about earlier, like, like, we see, like, I don't know if it was an orb, but we weren't smoking cigarettes. It wasn't cold out. But you could just see, like, this gray mass, I guess you would say. And then... um. We, we also seen, like, the an orange glowing tree. It wasn't the whole tree. It was just a little middle part of the tree, you know, not the top, not the bottom. But um, so we definitely experienced, like, things that I couldn't explain. And yeah. Very interesting. Anything uh, growing up, like, before that? Like, any paranormal things in your life that you had experienced, like, as a child or anything? Because I think children are more susceptible to these experiences. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think so off the top of my head or anything. I just remember I always hated scary movies. You know, like I'd be terrified after watching it or something. Oh really? <laughs> oh gosh, terrified. Even um, Wizard of Oz scared me. Those flying monkeys. Oh my god. Oh, I think that will scare anybody. <laughs> you heard about the. Uh... The Pink Floyd, um, shit, Dark Side of the Moon, how it sink, it sinks in tune with the flying monkey scene in The Wizard of Oz. Oh. Like the no, whole, I like, haven't gone on yet. album actually like does this weird synchronicity with it, and I think it was Roger Waters who, because a lot of people discovered this, and when it went back to Roger Waters, he said we had absolutely no intent for that to happen. But, you know, it's a weird synchronicity. Did you say the name of the album or was it a song? Uh, Dark Side of the Moon, the album. Okay. I'm writing it down. <laughs> yeah, it's really it strange. It took me a long time to wrap my head around um, 9-11. Like, I, I, I refuse to believe, you know, that we could do that, right? So. Um, I think it was just about two years ago that I finally accepted, you know, 9-11 was an inside job. And um, even even the, the, you know, NASA with the flat earth, like I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it for the longest time, no matter how many things I'd see. And I finally watched the film level with me and mm -hmm. it all made sense. I was like, okay, I finally get it. It's broken down enough. And my yeah, husband was in school when the Challenger, you know, went down. And he was one of those kids in the classrooms. Yeah. I don't really remember. I remember 9-11 in school. I don't remember the Challenger. I was, I remember, I think I was in grade three when the Challenger exploded. And yeah, they pulled out the TV on wheels and showed everybody. And I was like, whoa, right? And now, you know, about that, that theory that the astronauts are still alive. Yeah. Yeah, and it's. I've had I've had uh, I've seen videos of people approaching, one of them, and they were like, "No comment," kind of thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they like the the resemblance is uncanny of these people, and the names are I don't even think their names are changed. They still go by the same names, but yeah. they have like different and jobs about their family. Like, did their family grieve, or was their family in on? Like, yeah, I don't know how deep they go, you know? 
so strange. Like, like why all the lies? You know, it's like it's crazy. Like, is space real? Like, I'm questioning all that now, right? And then, like, you, it's not about if it is or if it isn't. It's just about keeping an open mind to the fact that it could be one or the other. And, and right. not get so angry when somebody asks you, what do you believe? I say, I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> I don't believe that the earth is either round or flat. I believe it could be either or. Right, well, <laughs> in, right? in the I'm middle just, the fact that it could be either one because a lot of like people people know that i have a podcast and i've been questioned by people oh, you actually believe the shit you talk about i'm like it's not about believing it's about having an open mind you know so i'm not so fucking surprised when i find out the truth you know yeah and i think that's what it's all about when it comes down to it um because people I think having an open mind allows me to be more of a accepting person of everybody in, instead of dividing people, right? Yeah. So I was one of those first, I was watching like every 9-11 documentary and trying to keep track because every channel had a different one, right? So I was keeping track of all of those. And um, then when I finally realized that it might have been an inside job, I was like, I wasted all this paper on these like fake documentaries, right? <laughs> these fake victims that I cried over for hours. Now I'm sure that I, I know that there was lots of victims, especially with the dust. And there were, the there were deaths. There were deaths. Yeah. Yeah. And but, that's um, that's one thing that people get so <laughs> mad about is that like if you say like, oh Sandy Hooks, Sandy Hook was a hoax, the the mass shooting, right? And if you say something like that, it offends people because of the amount of deaths that happened. And it's like, I'm not saying nobody died. I'm just saying it could it have been like planned out, right? Or like the, the <laughs> shooters could have been MK Ultra, like mind control, right? Not saying, I'm like, I, of, course, of course I don't. Of course I don't mean any disrespect to any of the families that grieve the deaths. But it could have been a deliberate thing where, you know, these kids who, who who shoot up these schools, I don't think they're just doing it because they were bullied or whatever. I think there's something more to it, right? Possibly, yeah. Because I got bullied when I was a kid, but I didn't even fathom the thought of going in with a fucking shotgun or a, an assault rifle, you know, like... I know. I'm only four foot eight, so I was like small fry, and you don't even have to get on your knees, and all sorts of fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's just and it's funny. The um one person from a high school who uh, would pick on me. I'm pretty sure it's in a joking way, you know, or maybe just to be cool. But um, he actually is a chicken daddy, and he started the homestead with chickens. And so that's how I got into the regenerative farming from finding how he got chickens. I was like, oh, and my grandpa raised chickens as a kid. Nice. Can you, can, you, uh, can you describe what regenerative farming is? Um. Yeah. So uh, typical farming, let's say your agriculture, um, it's it's industrialized. It, it seems like it's industrialized. I'm not very good with my words. So I'm going to do my best. But um, 
you know, like Smithfield and the the big conglomerates, you know, they might feed the pigs plastic or they're feeding them grains or, you know, not their natural diet. So I found that regenerative farming, it's no till typically, you know, you're not causing erosion and making the land bare. So um, you're working with nature instead of against nature. Okay. So, um, you know, there's typically no pesticides, right? Typically no herbicides or nothing like that. So um, when you don't have a crop to grow, instead of leaving the soil bare, it, you'll plant crubber crops cover crops and then you're also rotating the livestock so that they're not always in one barn and one area pooping and peeing and making a mess um rotational grazing you know you're separating the pastures and they could spend so much time here in this grass and then move on to the next pasture and then the pasture that they were just at that rests and all the nutrients from the poop and the pee soaks in the soil so like um when Ryan Alexander was saying how our soils are all depleted of nutrients, you know, we could get that back by rotational grazing. I'm sure I'm missing stuff, but you can Google um, anything. It's basically just a more natural way of farming as opposed to having all these chemicals and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure my grandpa has no idea about this because, like, I'm so sorry, my throat. Um... You know, I wanted to teach him. I was like, did you know that we could do this or we could do this and it'll help the soil? And because his Christmas trees, the reason it failed <laughs> was because they all got diseases and died and he just couldn't keep up with it anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got my pet milk. Is that raw milk? Yeah. Oh, man. There you go, bottoms up. Yeah. I'm so sorry for my throat. <laughs> That's okay, it happens. So there's a website, if you need to know where to find raw milk, it's uh, realmilk.com. And in Ohio, you can't sell raw milk, so it's pet milk. <laughs> oh, I'm isn't, that, isn't that crazy that it, like it's outlawed? I've seen this one little joke or meme or whatever they're called, um, where they can't figure out how to keep fentanyl off the streets, but they got, you know, the raw milk cover. Because <laughs> it was right. just the, the farm that I get my stuff from. I, um, Amos Miller, Miller's Organic Farm in Pennsylvania. They got raided for the second time. <laughs> I'm like, where am I going to get my food? It's crazy. And that's, um, <clears throat> What Ajanis did, he created those private membership clubs where, like, you could be a part of that and get your food without the FDA regulations. But they're cracking, I don't know if they're cracking down on them, but they keep raising them. Even though, like, it's legal and you can fight it with a lawyer, you know, somehow they keep taking all of his food. It's nuts. Yeah. Like, I don't see, like, well, I do see why they do it, because they don't want us being healthy, but, you know, it's just... Is everything about money? Is the, the NASA about money? Is the raw milk about money? Like, everything just boils down to money? Big pharma money? For them to get richer, for us to get poorer, and for us to be unhealthier. 
That's basically what it is. Well, live in the woods. <laughs> There's some yeah. woods behind my apartment complex. So I'm like, let's just go live in the woods. Yeah. Seriously, like a lot of people are getting off grid because they see what's happening. They see what's coming in the future. And, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy out there. And I'm smack dab in the middle of a city talking about what all this stuff. What's that? What state are you in? I forget. I'm up in Canada, uh, near Toronto. Canada, okay. Yeah. Are you in Ontario? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, I'm in Ontario. So I have family in Toronto. Um, my mom's grandpa's dad migrated from Italy, and um, I think they went there in the fifties, nineteen fifties. And you know, he grew chickens and he um made his own wine. You know that Italian red wine where you're smashing nice. grapes with your like those, those have been passed down to my grandpa and my mom. I mean, my mom's not smashing grapes with her feet, but <laughs> she's buying the grape juice to make a wine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so cool. Like I can remember going to Canada every year before you needed the passport. Right. I loved it up there. I think you're about like a an eight hour drive. From Cleveland to Toronto. No, I guess it'd be longer than that. Because we went up the, you know, Pennsylvania and New York way. Right. Uh, I wanted to go to New York City so bad as a kid. You know where my dad finally took me when I begged, I begged, please let's go. Because I was watching Friends, right? My dream job was nine to five in an office, you know. And <laughs> uh, I want to go to New York City. I want to see Carson Daly, right? He took me to Buffalo, New York. Oh, it was right like... off the edge. <laughs> We we call Buffalo the armpit of America. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to come to New York City. I went to the armpit. <laughs> I, I remember the last time I went to Buffalo was probably two thousand. It was like a fruit belt. Like I remember seeing like Orange Street and Grape Niagara Fruit Belt. Yeah, yeah, that's where we went. So since I've been an adult, I haven't been to Canada because I never got a passport. Right. It takes a while to get one. But uh, yeah, um, we have the Niagara Fruit Belt uh, and it's beautiful. Like they they have what's called the uh, Winona Peach Festival every year. And it's oh. like this massive market and fair kind of thing and in this small little town called Winona, right? And everything is like they have like the peach ice cream, peach juice, peach this, peach that. They have a lot oh, of vendors wow. and it's really nice. But yeah, um, but I love going to Niagara. Niagara Falls is beautiful. I love it. In um Kirtland, Ohio, by Cleveland, we had the strawberry festival. So everything was Ooh. strawberries. That's pretty cool. Let's go to the peach thing. Nice. Yeah, I love strawberries. Uh, a, I remember Dr. Anthony Chafee just interviewed a carnivore who was a carnivore for 65 years, uh, Maggie White, and she owns a ranch in Canada, and they're having a really hard time right now. I don't know if it's like the Canadians are taking their land. I can't fully comprehend it yet, but she's really struggling trying to keep her farmland. Why? 
Um, if you go on Instagram or YouTube, it's Dr. Anthony Chafee, C-H-A-F-F-E-E, and then the rancher is Maggie White. can't remember what the farm. I don't think she names the name of the farm. Oh, is it something about the minerals? Like, they own the minerals and you own the land? Really? I don't know. They just, they, she keeps having to try to, like, just fight for her property. You know, right. that she's been farming for hundreds of years. It's been in her family. And they want to take it. So, yeah, I screen recorded a couple of the clips that I like, just like when I recorded your podcast clips. And uh, so it is, you'll find it in my link tree. Um, on my YouTube channel, I'll probably link you there. Or maybe just okay. Google Maggie White. But it's, I can't remember the whole story, but I know that she's just struggling trying to keep her farm. And um, I know I've seen the German farmers, you know, uh, protesting. That's very... Oh, yeah. Yeah, right now they are, yeah. I saw something where they had lights and the camera pulled back and up. It was like a drone shot. And they, they created this message in the lights. So when no you way. Pull, yeah, yeah. I forget what it said. Like, like, leave us alone or something like that. It was, it was pretty wild. You're a Canadian farmer's truckers. That was really big, too. I don't know if America would ever unite like that. Like, we're, or, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I can't mm -hmm. imagine, like, Martin Luther King days today, right? Like, how did he get all those people to march to Washington? How did he make a difference? To how Ottawa? Uh, the Freedom Convoy? Yeah. You yeah, got yeah. you got it. I don't know if it made a difference, but it made the news. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. It it uh, divided a lot of people because a lot of people, even in my family, were like listening more to Justin Trudeau saying that they were all, they're, they're a bunch of Nazis and this and that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? There was like two people. One had a Confederate flag and one had a Nazi flag. Two people out of the whole, like how many people that were there? I don't know. But it's like my my some of my family bought into that. And they even like my dad was like pro freedom convoy and he posted on Facebook. I'm I'm you know, I'm what do you call it, rooting for the freedom convoy. And then my niece was like posting on it, I can't believe you sided with those Nazis. And I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me, dude? There's no way to unite if we see different truths. You know what I mean? Know. Like they believe, and it's so emotional. You huh. can't believe anything the media says, the mainstream media. Like yeah. we we are now the news. We are the news now. <laughs> you know, because we're not, they're making money and they're being paid to tell a narrative to the masses, which is the side of Satan, basically, right? The oppressors. And we, the people, are standing up against that. And we're now the news. But Now, when you say Satan, um, should my brain go to the Illuminati? Or there's a difference, and that's what you were saying. Like, I'm not trying to say masonry is bad, because I just learn it. Like, I don't know anything. Um, but when you say Satan, is there another word? Like, should I say, should I think Illuminati? Or is that wrong? Uh, when I say Satan, I mean the oppressor and the accuser. 
So okay. that's basically what it means. It's not like this man with horns and fucking a tail and shit, a pitchfork, right? It's yeah. those who want to control us and oppress us and rule over us, essentially. Do you think there's like the elite 30 or 300? I think it was like committee oh, God. of 300. I, I, I couldn't tell you a number. Who knows? But a lot of people call them the 1%. 1%. Okay. Yeah. It's the 1% who is trying to control all of us. And all of us are starting to realize that there is a group who are conspiring and trying to oppress us, right? And it's always been that way. It's always been that way. But they were better at hiding back in the day because now we're catching on to what they do, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm currently watching um, MK Ultra documentary and then the light bulb conspiracy. Um, with the light bulb conspiracy, because I keep trying to get my husband to switch to incandescent bulbs, right? <laughs> I'm like, stop buying LED. He's switching. We got smart plugs. We got Alexa. We got, we got everything. I'm being radiated in my home. Right. <laughs> but, um, so I'm learning about this and they just did it with everything. Cars, clothes, you know, build it to break. They yeah. had to build it to break to make money. And they were saying, like, they built nylon. It pulled, like, a tractor. I can't imagine that they, they literally had to go back to the drawing board and make the nylon thinner and weaker. Right. I can't believe I'm like, okay, we got to go to these thrift stores and find some light bulb from 1900s. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't, they, they burned forever, right? Yeah, it said it was a four-watt bulb. Now, four-watt, that wouldn't give you a lot of light, right? So maybe it isn't good because I'm trying to convince my husband that incandescence is better than LED, right? And he's like, "Wow, right. LEDs save the money; they last longer." I'm like, "No, no, no, no." And <laughs> I don't have any proof because the incandescent light bulbs they did break after a thousand hours, right? Like right. in the 1960s and up, you know. So, um, I think it was like it's still burning to this day. That four watt light bulb. Hmm. Yeah, um, oh and everybody's switching to LEDs now. Yeah. They do with and every car, finally, like you said. Me, uh, he finally bought me an incandescent light bulb, right? I have it right over here, and then he plugged it into a smart switch. And I was <laughs> like, well, I think, that, I think that breaks the point of it being not LED. Yeah. <laughs> so I threw a temper tantrum, and we took the smart switch away. <laughs> Yes, but they do. I, I just talked to my dad about this the other day. I'm like, yeah, uh, cell phones, cell phone batteries, uh, appliances, cars. Um, what else? Like like you said, they, they make it to break it so that the money train keeps rolling, right? Like my battery, when I first got the phone, it was, was amazing. I didn't have to charge it for like three days. And now I got to charge it like twice a day, right? Yeah. Like, I'm sure the technology is there that you don't have to do that, but they don't want us to have it. They probably yeah, use it. Yeah, we're going to go in and finesse and figure it out. 
Mm -hmm. Like, yay, I got my car paid off finally. And then the engine shuts down a year, like half a year later, right? I got to get a new fucking car. It's horseshit. Our car, I had a 2006 Ford Focus. And um, it would just sit in the parking lot for two years and just sat there. Because we literally don't go anywhere. You know, like, um, my husband struggles being alone. And, you know, I've tried to get, like, the nurse to come in or whatnot. But it's, you know, he doesn't know that person. You know, he didn't trust that person. You know, like, there's a whole thing. It's not easy. So we've just adapted to, you know, everything's delivered. Groceries are delivered. Prescriptions are delivered. You know? Um, I even had my taxes. You know, like, you could just figure everything out. Now, I guess that's a blessing from COVID. I don't know. It made life at home easier. You know, because it was a lot harder for Instacart. <laughs> right, right. And I think... um that is part of the whole agenda too is to make us not want to go out anymore you know oh, leave us in our own little bubbles and i don't know if you know about the 15 minute cities right yeah. that kind of thing and that's shut down all the mom and pop stores so that the amazons and the costcos can be you know monopolizing everything and then you have instacart they you know, my dad is disabled too. And I would do all the shopping and everything. But like for me, it's hectic because like I got to do all that for him. And then I taught him about Instacart. Now he's like addicted to Instacart and Amazon. Right. <laughs> so it's like. Now I actually, um, 2022, I stopped buying food for myself at the grocery store. I just literally went to the source. I, I got to know my local farmers. And there's actually this cool app that's called Market Wagon. Because I couldn't get out to the farmer's markets, right? How am I going to meet a farmer? Well, I found one online finally. Market Wagon. And I'm able to get um everything from the farmer. There's like probably a thousand, two thousand farmers just in Northeast Ohio that I can order from. And they um deliver like every Thursday, you know. And so I was finding that, and then I was finding, you know, the non-toxic soaps and, you know, because I, I went, like, shampoo-free for a year, too. The whole no-poo method. That really drove my husband nuts. He's like, your hair stinks. I'm like, but I'm washing it with eggs. <laughs> with eggs? Yes, apparently. Paul Saladino, I don't know. But apparently, you can wash your hair with eggs, and it's just, like, the natural shampoo, you know. But it doesn't have that fragrance. Like, okay, the reason why I got on this whole non-toxic thing, I watched non, not so pretty documentary on HBO. They also have like stink and other ones. But the fragrance in the laundry soap, the fragrance in the body wash, the fragrance, you know, there's just thousands of chemicals that they don't even have to tell us because it's a trade secret, right? So that's why they're not regulated by the FDA because it's a trade secret. But, um, you know, you can use like apple cider vinegar and eggs and whatever. It it gets it gets weird. So I'm back to using sh shampoo because I did buy a whole bunch of shampoo <laughs> before I started on this non-toxic journey. So I'm just trying to meet them in the middle. You know, I'm right. not trying to go overboard and be too wacko and stressed out. Yeah, don't don't go overboard awesome. because honestly, you're never gonna know everything, and you know, like you can only do so much, right? Like. 
I I, I get Doctor Squatch now. I get Doctor Squatch for my deodorant and Perfect. my soap. No. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Because I um I even tried the non-plastic deodorants and stuff without the antiperspirant, and I'm sweaty. I stink. Like, my armpits like every two hours. It's just not working. So temporarily, I'm back on the antiperspirant, and I'm just gonna try to find a happy middle. You know, See <laughs> <laughs> the because antiperspirant, I'm trying to do. antiperspirant for my armpits. I forget it. Like it's just like, if I put that shit on, I'm scratching, scratching, scratching. Like it's so itchy. Yeah, Okay. it's crazy. But the doctor So squatch, I never had I have any no problem with it. Oh, good. I'm going to try that. Um, I never had no effects. I just uh, didn't want to pay for cancer. You know, I watch a documentary. Yeah. I'm like, well, they're not getting any more of my money. You know, I'm not buying that soap. I'm not buying Dawn. I'm not buying, you know, you're not getting my money. I'm not paying for cancer. So I had to find alternative products, right? My husband can't stand the smell of half of those products. You know, tallow. He's like, you smell like cooking oil. I'm like, I know. It's beef fat. <laughs> that whole tallow lotion. Oh, so I'm struggling to find But you, a balance. you smell like I could make a soup out of you. Right? <laughs> Like, me. no, just try, like, I mean, try your best, but like, you know, like, it's, it's so hard to get away from it. In my opinion, it's just like, fuck it, you know, find a balance for everything. Like you said, just be balanced. uh enjoy your life uh The happiness stressed out, like, yeah. yeah don't be like that's the one thing um i commented on this um uh show that i listen to on or watch on youtube he's uh he's called the the happy console gamer because I, I love video games i'm a gamer huge gamer right and he he's called the happy console gamer And he's he just hit 50 years old and he's talking about how like I'll never I'll never stop playing video games, you know. When I was 40, I did a video like this too. I'm like a gamer at 40 years old, and now he's doing a gamer at 50 years old. And I commented, I said, Johnny, you look fucking better now at 50 than you did at 40. And I bet you it's because you just stay young at heart. And it's true. If you're stress-free. All that shit, you'll look young, you'll feel young. Stress is one of the main killers. But screw all the other stuff, like the chemicals and all that stuff. It's about being and staying young at heart. Absolutely. Like, um, even walking the dog, I was walking the dog and I was searching for nature. There's, there's all like four apartment complex buildings. There's all these street lights. There's all these car headlights. I'm just like, where nature? I gotta find the woods. <laughs> so I found the woods, right? There's a golf course right next door. There's a little bit of woods between us and the golf course. And um, there's power lines. It's the power line trail. So, like, Ryan Alexander has this page, um, Transcendental, I don't know, the EMF cell phone tower page. And um, I was like, should I even bother walking here because of the high voltage lines? And I'm like, I weigh the good and the bad. Um, I'm getting in nature, I'm getting light, and I'm being outside, so that's good. Who cares about the power lines? I mean, it's as good as it, it's good as it is, I guess.
you're honestly never going to get away from everything. So that's another thing. Like I said, being stress-free is important because you, uh, you can't get away from everything and you just got to try to remain happy. Yeah. Keep talking because I'm pouring another beer and uh, yeah, I'm on mute for a second. I had um three raw eggs ready to go on camera, you know, and um I was really hungry, so I ended up eating them before the recording started. But there's this um yeah, I'm told you I'm getting into all the weird nutty health stuff. <laughs> so the primal diet basically is to eat everything raw, like a whole food, and I didn't realize like everything that is cooked as processed. You know, I didn't really realize that that's a processed food. But um, <clears throat> there's this really famous, I don't know if he was a wrestler or a boxer, Vince Gardenia, but he ate like 36 raw eggs a day. And I'm not, it's not my goal because he was like a bodybuilder, right? Like that's not my goal. But um, I'm just trying to eat as many as I can. Like I started with one, I'm up to four eggs a day now. But I would like to get more. Um, see, the thing with us is my husband is really sensitive to smells. So we we can't cook in the house. Like, it's a really big problem. Even if the fans are on, even if the windows are open, it's just, it throws them into a panic attack. You know, like, that's how bad the smells are. You know, I tried to roast um, sweet potatoes in the oven. I got them all done. Because I used to cook, I used to try to cook while he was sleeping. Like, oh, I can air out the house before he wakes up, right? And um, <laughs> one time I roasted, I got a HelloFresh delivered to the house, and I made the roasted sweet potatoes. They were all done cooking, and I was pulling them out of the oven, and I couldn't take a bite because it was too hot. Like, it was burning the roof of my mouth. And my husband woke up from the stink and <laughs> threw them all outside. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even get a chance to taste one, you know, because I'm trying to learn how to cook, right? I was I of course I love Kraft macaroni and cheese and ramen noodles, you know, but that's processed food. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. And like you can't cook a steak that smells. So I was like I just like Googled it and like can you eat raw meat? <laughs> and apparently you can, like nobody in America is going to, right? But um they even serve it at restaurants. Like they have steak tartare and beef carpaccio and Sure. I'm over here asking my grandpa, like, have you ever had beef carbaccio? And he's like, no. I'm like, well, I guess we're not really Italian. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, um, when it comes to eating raw meat, you have to be very careful with temperatures, I think, right? Um, Like for bacteria-wise? Yeah, because I saw this guy on, um, I think it was like a THC thing, you know, THC channel. Where oh, this I think guy, I know. there's like people who do weird things or whatever, and he yeah. had this whole shed where he keeps his raw meat and he, he pulls out a steak and he's got it at the perfect temperature and he's just eating a raw steak. That's what he does. He eats well, raw meat. That's what he eats. <laughs> so I found um raw meat experience, raw meat experiment on Instagram, and then the real natural human diet on Instagram, and um basically. You can eat it at any temperature. Ogenus claims not to eat it frozen because, like, how do you explain it? Um, like if yeah, but you have to have it like 
unfrozen, but you ha you can't leave it out for too long before you eat it, right? You could say yes, but there's this other side. There's high meat, where um even like the Inuit, they bury the food, and then it ferments for months, and okay. it's called high meat. It literally makes you high. There's so much bacteria and stuff in it. But we're looking at bacteria as good, like germs are friends, right? Like you already have E. coli in your body. You already have salmonella in your body. Um, so I don't really know. I guess temperature, if it was too hot, it'd, it'd be cooking it, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm not, I'm not an expert. <laughs> but, but like you um, can't leave your food out for too long, even if it is cooked. Yes. Because, like, the bacteria is going to get at it and it's going to fuck you up, right? Yes, especially yeah. cooked. Now, raw, they, they say raw milk never goes bad. It just changes, right? It ferments. It changes. It becomes cheese or sour cream or wet, you know. Um, same with raw meat. It doesn't spoil. It just changes. So I did um experiment with making uh, high meat, and I put a little bit of sirloin in a jar, and then you're supposed to let it air out, like, for an hour every couple of days. And it stinks really bad. Like, it is going to reek. So, of course, I couldn't do it in the house. I had to do it outside. And it was summer. And by the time I got back to it, Dave, all there was only maggots in there. Like, oh. all the gone. Like, all I had was I was like, where'd my meat go? Your maggots ain't my meat. Holy shit, eh? <laughs> There's this one Instagrammer called InstaFrank97. He actually um will eat the maggots. Whoa! I haven't gotten that brave yet. No, thank you. That brave yet? But he'll put like meat in a backpack and leave it in the woods for a little bit and then go back to it. You know. Maggots freak me the fuck out. Yeah. Oh. Seriously. Um, apparently if you have like a hundred raw eggs, you get used to the taste, right? If you do it over and over, you get used to the taste, your taste buds change. You know, I'm no longer supposedly going to be craving the Doritos. You know, I want to crave the raw meat, mm -hmm. but, um, I haven't, I've had like five dozen eggs already. I'm well over a hundred eggs and I still don't like the taste. <laughs> like it's exhausting, you know, like <laughs> it's really uh, hard to get to it. Yeah. I don't know how Bruce Lee and that Vincent guy did it, but yeah. yeah I don't know about eating raw eggs. Hold on, if I can't cook in the house, then I'm gonna have to eat raw. And because he yeah. doesn't, you know, he's worried about me getting sick and going to the hospital, right? I'm like, well, then I'm gonna have to cook. Take take your poison. What is, if you don't mind me asking, what is your husband's condition? Um, it gradually gets worse over the years. He got sick in 2001. Like after 9-11. So chronic panic disorder, anxiety, and then everything is like from that. Like he developed scoliosis by being in the fetal position for years. You know, being wow. on the floor. Like he never had scoliosis before. Um, And then the irritable bowel syndrome, the degenerative disc disease, like everything just keeps piling up. You know, the sensitive smells, the sensitive to noise. Is he is he uh wheelchair bound or no? No, not yet. No. Oh, okay. Don't say um, not yet. No. He will not be. Thank you. There you go. I'm learning how to do those automatic negative thoughts trying to oh, there's so much to learn, Dave. 
<laughs> is he on a, a lot of medicine or? Yeah. yeah. Sucks. Um, and, um, you does know, he those smoke weed? Yes. We quit, we quit cigarettes March 15, 2020. And um, <laughs> he just switched from smoking to vaping. Because, oh, okay. like, the smoking is so painful for his throat. Yeah, and yeah, his yeah. But he still coughs with the vaping, so I'm not quite too sure if that's really healthy I, or just... Honestly, when I, va when I vaped uh, marijuana, I, I choked like a motherfucker. <laughs> I would what? recommend a tincture. Like, where you rub it, the tincture? No, I take uh, THC oil. I'll send you a picture after this. Um, it's THC oh, oil. The mouth? Yeah, you just put it. You, you turn. You put the syringe in the in the top of the bottle. You take the exact amount you want, and then you just squirt it under your tongue and leave it there for about a minute and swallow it. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. Yeah, and it it takes a bit to kick in, but like an edible. But uh, yeah, it will fuck you up nice and make you feel good. Um, and yeah, you don't he have has a medical marijuana card, and then this year in Ohio, we went legal recreational. So we're going to figure that out. <laughs> okay, yeah, up here in Canada, it's legal all over the place, right? So Even just, like, recreationally? Yep. Awesome. There's, yeah. a, there's a place right down below my building. It's called Value Buds, and it looks like the dollar store logo and everything. It's like... Oh, no the way. dollar store for weed, right? So you just go there and buy anything. You can buy a uh, soda that has THC in it. You can buy uh, pre-rolled joints, pre uh, the tincture that I buy. You can buy vapes, everything. Like um, the indica, you know, because the sativa sometimes gives them the panic attack. Yeah, because sativa is the one that that cranks up your brain. It's like boom, right? Yeah. Whereas indica is more like relaxed, right? Right, right. So I haven't, I even have stuff to like make like can of butter. Like I have a shake, but I, I'm not quite too sure how. Like some people say you got to heat up the shake in the oven before you add it to the butter. And I just, I don't know. It's something so this simple. Is, seems like I can't figure it out. This is why I like the tincture because it, I can <laughs> take the exact amount and I know that I'm going to be comfortable. It's not going to be any higher than I want or any lower than I want. But you oh, have good. first start taking it, you got to experiment with it. So, like, I if you get too fucked up, then take a little bit less next time, right? Perfect. Okay. Yeah, because I find that if I if I take an edible and it's it's so unpredictable and inconsistent that it's like, oh my god, I'm way too fucked, right? That's exactly what you need. That dose. Perfect. Thank yeah. you so much. I recommend it to a lot of people that I talk to. I'm like, yeah, I don't smoke weed anymore. I just take the fucking oil. And they're like, what do you mean oil? I'm like, you put it in a syringe, you drop it under your tongue, and you're good to go. I like, was oh. thinking the tincture was like a topical. You know how they're like topical? Rub it on. Yeah, you know that too. Yeah, you, you oh, could do no, that. I don't know why my brain went there. But no, I, tried, I, I rub his uh, feet at night for about an hour just to try to help him go to sleep. Because right. he, um, I don't know if he sleeps apnea or whatnot, but he'll, like, wake up in the panic attack, you know, like, when he's just about to fall asleep. So, um, I used to get the CBD oil and, like, rub that on his feet, and it, we never noticed anything, no matter how much money I spent. One thing I also tried lately that, uh, one of my listeners told me about, and it works like magic, magnesium oil. You rub it on your feet before you go to bed. 
Oh, I'll try that. Magnesium because that's oil. one thing. That's another thing that we're lacking in our diets is magnesium. And that will, will it really helps you get a, a better night's sleep. Okay. I was yeah. trying to um, sneak in some raw eggs in his milkshakes, but he busted me. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for like a month straight. And then one time he walked in the kitchen and he heard the egg. Show. I was trying to run the water when I broke the egg, you know, so they couldn't hear it. <laughs> I'm like, funny. I'm going to get protein somehow. Because like he'll eat beefaronis, lunchable. You know, like all the processed. Just, yeah, like we're not even getting nutrition. I can't, I never could do lunchables. That always tasted like plastic to me. <laughs> they do. They're horrible. It's not like he enjoys it. You know, he just just scarfs it down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he never. He was never he a person who ate for enjoyment. He only ate to survive. You know, like he. Like right. I was like, how do you not love the taste of food? Like I love all food. You know, all I think about is breakfast, lunch, dinner. <laughs> and he just, you know, he just ate to survive. Yeah. That's another thing, too, is uh, portions. Like, I've been told that we're not, we're, we shouldn't be eating any more than the size of our fist. Okay. Right? For each portion. And okay. I have a friend that I work with, and he eats one meal a day. Wow. I couldn't do that, but it works for him, right? Yeah, that sounds like my husband. He just eats once a day. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, I think that's uh, that's okay. I don't. Th I don't think. I think we're we've been pushed too much to eat too much, right? Like three meals a day and have all four food groups and this and that. It's like. Dude, you don't really need that much food to fucking survive. You know what I mean? To keep your body running. And it, especially if you don't, if you're not um, moving around, right? Like for me, my job, I'm moving a lot. Like I could eat a meal and then I'll go to work. And then four hours later, I'm like, I'm fucking starving because I, I burn so much energy, right? Yeah. So it, it depends on how much you move too, right? Have you ever heard of BJ's, or is that just like in America? It's kind BJ's? of like a Costco, but yeah, it's like a competitive. Yeah. Okay, so I used to work in their deli department, and um, you know how big the delis are, like how tall the counters are. Yeah. You could only see my forehead; couldn't even see my eyeballs. But you're oh, 40. you might not know. <laughs> okay, so that's a conversion, fifty-six inches. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> And how embarrassing, huh? That was, um, I never wanted to keep any of the customers waiting, okay? And um, so I would try and get through them, right? Try and get through them. And um, a lot of times you'd be working alone, like closing. And I had to go to the bathroom so bad. And I was like dancing and holding, you know, and so embarrassing. I feed my fans at work. And I call my husband crying, and I'm like, you have to bring me pants. He's like, well, you have to be an adult and suck it up, because you're the one who beat him. Because he had no car, you know, it's not like he could drive to come get me a pair of pants, you know? Right. And so I felt like such a, I don't know, immature, not an adult, you know, not ready for this real world. That's funny. <laughs> 19 years old, working behind the deli, so I ended up tying my uh, hoodie around my waist to get out of work that day <laughs> and he was like why don't you just tell the customer to hold on you'll be right back you know how hard is that 
I used to love working at um I used to work at this uh grocery store called Starsky. Um and it's basically like a, a predominantly European um customer base and mainly Polish, but there's a lot of Polish people Europeans, right? And I worked oh. in the cheese department and they had like over 700 different kinds of cheese. And we were we were as employees working there, we were encouraged to sample everything eventually so that we knew the flavor and were able to, you know, explain the flavors to the customers, right? And I was the only white male working in the department. It was all like European women. And uh, I got along with all of them. I had a, my beef with a couple of them, but that got sorted out. But it was so funny because there was uh, one lady. She was way older than me. She was like in her early 50s. And I was like early 30s at the time. And she was gorgeous, a gorgeous Cuban lady. And I went up to her one day and I said, Hola, preciosa, right? Like, hello, beautiful in Spanish, right? She's like, oh, my, right? And ever since then, we started, we were, like, flirting with each other every day, right? It's hilarious. But one day, like, I had all these women, these Polish women, and they'd always ask for me specifically to serve them. It was hilarious. And some of them were, like, fucking beyond gorgeous, right? But this girl... The older lady, she worked in the deli while I worked in the cheese, but they were like right next to each other. Yeah. And she was, it was so funny. She was oiling like a salami. She was putting oil on it to like preserve it. And she's like, oh, Dave. And I'm like serving a customer, right? And I look back and she's literally doing this, like, like jerking it off. Eh? And I'm like, don't do that right now. I'm trying to serve a customer. <laughs> be professional. I'm trying to be professional. Oh my god, it was crazy. Being the only guy that worked in like any of those two areas was insane because I was getting hit on like all the time by the customers and the girls working with me. <laughs> it's so much fun. I missed that job, but the pay was That's shit. Is um Costco a union? Is is that why it's high? Costco Costco does not have a union, but apparently I saw this article yesterday, where I guess they thought the management was so shitty that they started their own union and they succeeded. Oh. Yeah, and that was that was down in West Virginia, hmm. and I shared that with my group chat with my coworkers and they were like, holy shit, that's wild. I'm like, yeah, don't get any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I worked in a lot of different factories. Um Sinta's uh like a clothing uniform company will wash like mats and uniforms and stuff. And then um uh circuit board company got to learn about circuit boards and they do um McDonald's fryer circuit boards and like Wow. The military plane circuit boards. And then um I went to medical, medical factory, and we made like um 
plastic, one time used only, like endoscopes and injection needles. And so I, I love factories. I love seeing how it's made and all that. <laughs> so when cool. I started working from home, I really, I don't know if it's lonely or left out or whatever, but it was a, I had to adapt, you know? Yeah. I like getting out there and like, cause my, honestly, old being older, like a 44 year old man now, I've lost a lot of friends because they're doing their own thing. They got their families, this and that. So my only socialization is at work and doing my podcast now or, or gaming online. Cause I have a lot of friends in the U S that I play with and I've been playing that, playing with them for like years. And it's so much fun to come home and just chill, have a few beers and play games with them. Right. So now I'm going to yeah. start streaming. So I'm going to start streaming. I just bought a mic for my PS five. So I'm going to do that too. And, you know, whatever, you know, it's just fun. I mean. Don't hate. I still got a PS3. Oh, really? <laughs> we don't I use it much. I had a PS4 for a long time. And now that I got a PS5, I was like, holy shit. It's like incredible how fast it is. You know, wow. even streaming on the PS4, when you hit the share button to start streaming takes like half an hour for the menu to come up <laughs> but the ps5 it's like instant boom boom you're streaming it's wild okay. now um me and my husband are eight years apart he was born in 80 i was born in 88 and um so i met him at 17 turning 18 like that september um that was turning 18 and um my parents like i i asked my parents on my 18th birthday can i have a boyfriend and they said no. And my dad said no, not under this roof. So I left their roof. I I moved in with Sean on my 18th birthday. Wow. And then, and then we got married. So we basically got to know each other as we lived together, right? Right. And we got married later at Squire's Castle. It was pretty. There you go. My parents are. His generation. He's like what? Are you Gen X? It is 1980. I'm Gen X, yeah. I was born in 79. Okay. And we don't Black have any kids. Um, I definitely wanted kids, but I got pregnant in 2008, and they actually said that my baby was, um, my body was treating my baby like a bacteria, like the fetus as a bacteria, and it was attacking it. So we, I was, our blood types didn't match. Now, I don't know if that's because, like, me and Sean have different blood types or just my blood type was different than the baby's blood type. But what it's called is RH negative. Okay. And it was too dangerous. You know, it was dangerous for my life to have the baby, dangerous for the baby. And I ended up having an abortion. And I have regretted it every single sure. day. Now, Sean thinks, like, it, it was meant to be, right? Like, God didn't want me to have children you know we got enough problems I'm taking care of you I got my temper tantrums you know it wasn't a healthy environment to bring up a child but I still like tried to figure out when the birthday would be when the you know like so I can have a date I made a boy name and a girl name I just like still going through that grieving process I still have the ultrasound sure. yeah. I just, um, that motherly instinct is still there so I really love our dog I'm like well, we got a son I'm the yeah, dog yeah. mom now. <laughs> so you have you have RH negative? Yeah. 
You know, it's funny. <clears throat> now, the high school didn't, like, tell me that, but I learned it, like, through Google, you know, trying to figure right. out the baby situation. I don't know what my blood type is, honestly. But I hear I do hear a lot of truther truth seekers have Rh negative blood. Is it more than just women? Is that a man thing too? Yeah. Oh, I thought maybe it was a woman baby thing. Okay. No, I think it's I think so, it's everybody, like like both sexes. And as many times as I get blonde drawn or something, they never tell you what your blood type is. And I've asked, I've asked my husband's doctors. Um, do you think I'm like A or A, B or O, or it's just RH negative? No, it's either A, B, A positive or whatever, or RH, RH negative. It's its okay. own blood type, yeah. Oh, because yeah. I even worked at, um, I was scheduling people to get blood donations. You know, I, I even did that working from home, signing people up to give blood. I want to. I, I seriously want to find out what my what my blood type is. I don't know how to figure it out. My uh, my dad's like, go get a blood test. I'm like, yeah, but they don't tell you anyway. So uh, yeah, when I figure out, thing. You know, yeah, maybe that's it's something you could do, like you know, the ancestry or twenty three and me. Maybe we could send away for our blood types. Apparently, you shouldn't do that because they collect your data, your DNA data. That's why I haven't pulled the string yet. <laughs> but I would like to know where I was from one day. But I'm not sure. Have you I seen, did it for the dog. Have you seen the movie Old Dads yet? No. Old Dads? Yeah, it's hilarious. Right down. Do you know the comedian uh, Bill Burr? Yes. Yeah, he's the, he stars in it. Okay. It's hilarious. But there's a scene in it where he's talking about because he's sitting there with like as a dad and in his parent teacher community, he's talking with all the parents and they, they're trying to figure out like a party to throw for all the parents. Right. And he's like, how about we have like an old like like 80s theme or whatever. And they're like, you're the only <laughs> one from the 80s or whatever. Right. And he's like, yeah, but like and he's talking about how. He said something, I forget what it was, but the one guy was offended because he had like uh like Negro in his in his blood in his uh ancestry in his DNA. He's like, I'm offended because I have a Negro in my blood type or or my my ancestry, right? He's like, Yeah, but you're white. <laughs> it's this hilarious situation. It's so funny. So we, um, the reason why I didn't even, I, I don't have the money to pay for the ancestry, but also um, I did learn about the DNA, they keep your information, whatever. Um, but my, somewhere down the line, my dad's family kept a whole bunch of papers and records. So I was reading through all those documents. It's like printed out, you know, and um, I'm actually from my third grade, my Third great grandfather is like was incest. It was um, my third great grandfather married his first cousin. Oh and shit! Like, oh, that's why I'm so weird. I'm an incest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah, it was a lot to learn. I was like, why did I do that? <laughs> that's wild. That's but, some fucking uh, Jerry, that's that's Jerry Lee Lewis stuff there. 
<laughs> you know about you know, Mary Lee Lewis, right? Yeah. Yeah, married his cousin. To each their own. Right. <laughs> they must have been in love. Hey, man, you know, like if you love someone, you love someone, right? <laughs> and I, I love the uh, Oregon Trail and learning about that. I was watching, um, you know, Yellowstone and 1923 and 1883 and all those shows. And then this Instagrammer, Cultivate Elevate, his um page keeps getting banned and blocked, you know, because he's sharing about everything, the old world. And he was sharing, like, these, the... Eh, architecture you know like san francisco and stuff like it wasn't even horse and buggy you know they were just very very smart and knowledgeable and able to build these magnificent buildings with copper and bells and everything so i'm like trying to understand the old old world history as well that's that's another thing too yeah uh, if you want to look into my friend's podcast, the Great Deception podcast, okay. that's basically all he talks about. He researches the shit out of that. So you might want to yeah, get into that. I watched was um Ryan was on their show. Ryan Alexander. Yeah, yeah. Master Debaters. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> also, since you're in the Mormon church, you might want to check out my other friend, Heidi Love, who does the Unfiltered Rise podcast. Okay. She broke free from the Mormon church. Uh, I had her on once. Uh, yeah. It's just this whole community is all, you know, it's beautiful. Because we, we all learn from each other, right? So, and I'm sure someone, somebody would want to get you on too, you know? Once they hear this episode, it'll go out and they might want to hear from you, right? The awkward pauses are weird, right? And I'm like, what else should I talk about? Should I say something? So I think it'll become more relaxed, maybe. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. feel like a conversation. Yeah. Where are we at now? Um, two hours? Almost, almost two hours, yeah. So I'm going to wrap it up here, but uh, tell the audience where they can find you once more. You can find me at farmfresh underscore USA. I also have another Instagram page. It's more diet with cleveland.primal. And my link tree is linktree slash true one Alicia. True T-R-U-E number one, Alicia A-L-I-C-I-A. And I'm trying to take a social media break, but I keep feeling like I'm going to miss out on stuff. So it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I, to I, rarely, I rarely do social media breaks because I'm always there. <laughs> Right. So I'm trying to maybe limit myself. Like, what if we just did an hour a day? Yeah, yeah. I'm like always it's looking over at my phone. Fun. Even if I'm even if I'm playing a video game, I look over at my phone. Oh, there's another message. Pause the game. Okay, check my messages. You know. <laughs> Do you go by Dave or you like Davy? I see Davy Wavy. On here, it's Davy. Uh, you can say Dave, David. It's all good. But thank you so much for inviting me. It's been great yeah, getting to know you. Thanks for coming on. It was a great conversation. And you're new to the game, so good luck on your journey. And thank you. God bless <laughs> you and all the best. Absolutely. You have a good night. You too. Thanks. Bye.
Thank you so very much for once again listening to the Red Bill Cartel. This is indeed your favorite goat, Nigel the Goat speaking. And, uh, Davy, what do you think of Alicia? She's cool, man. Like, I welcome her to the fold. Uh, I hope she finds out what she's looking for, just like us. It's a never-ending search for the truth, so... I wish her all the best in her journey and her relationship with her husband. Um, God bless them, and hopefully their journey gets better from here on out. Yes, I agree, and, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's very uh, daunting, you know, to get into the, the truth and figure out all of this stuff, but, you know, you have to take a break from it once in a while, though, because some shit will make you go insane if you go down to the wrong rabbit holes, you know? You can't stare into the abyss that long and expect to uh, be happy, you know? So, I agree. I mean, you can't... You can't get depressed. You gotta be stress-free. You gotta... You gotta be happy. You gotta enjoy your life and... Find all the, the truth... Truths that make you happy and peaceful, right? Jesus Christ... Uh, Buddha, uh, Allah, uh, you know, whatever it is, find all those truths that give you peace and don't let anybody take that away from you. I agree, Davy. Uh, I, my peace is, uh, you know, when you feed me the ghoul at night and sometimes you give me some tequila. That tequila is good shit, you know, and that makes me very happy and peaceful. Well, maybe I'll give you some more tequila soon. Please do, Davy. But anyway, uh, Nigel the Goat wants you to give five-star review on Spotify, and he wants you to go to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave a review and a five-star, and uh, it keeps the show growing, you know? So please do that for Davy and I. And uh, you know what Nigel always says? Hasta luego.